Hello and welcome to Check-In, the Vandalander Airports podcast. I'm Andy Lynch and it's good to have you on board once more. In this episode, we're casting our net further, geographically and digitally speaking, as we'll be discussing wide area networks, or WAN as they say in the IT industry. In its most basic sense, a wide area network is used to link multiple sites, for example businesses and universities, so that users can share resources and communicate more efficiently. Compare that to the local area networks that we have in our homes, and most of us will be familiar with. To help us get a better understanding of what a wide area network is and how they can make an impact at airports, I'm delighted to be joined by Vanderlander's Darren Durham. So, let's collect him from our virtual departures lounge. Darren, hello. Thanks for joining us on uh, check-in today. No, thanks for having me. I'm delighted to be here. And tell us about your own situation, Darren. Where, where are you joining us from today? So um, I'm in the UK, um, like everybody else, in, in the middle of, uh, I don't know how many, the third lockdown, um, working from home. I mean, historically, I've always worked from home um, and traveled, uh, traveled the world to see our customers, etc. So it's, um, it's quite nice to be at home and spending time with the family but equally be nice to to get back out and 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 uh spend time with colleagues and uh customers alike okay and touching on the professional world there uh tell our listeners a little bit more about your uh, uh professional duties uh, Darren, your role and responsibilities with vanderlander yes yeah, certainly um so i'm a product manager within vanderlandi um, and, you know, my main focus is our passenger software solutions. Uh, and one such um, application is our PAX multiplex screening platform. Um, and that basically connects X-ray and CT machines together and provides our um, airport operators with a, with a common user interface for, for screening security um items and baggage at, at predominantly at the checkpoint and how long have you been with the company darren so far um so i've been with vanderlandi for two and a half years approximately um prior to that i've so i've been in airport security for uh, a number of years now starting in 2008 um and uh, previous to that, I was at Opto Security, who were acquired by uh, Vanderlandi um, three years ago. Um, so I have uh, I have quite a long history with um, with this product and and other products within this uh, in this environment. Okay, and uh, before we get into the sort of main topic for today's discussion, um, let's maybe set a little bit of context. What's your perspective on how security has changed, uh, particularly at airports over the past decade? Uh, so that's an interesting um, interesting question, and, and I guess it really depends on, you know, where you sit within within the um, the whole process, but from a personal point of view and, and notwithstanding, you know, the technology itself, which is continuously evolving and improving, um, you know, interesting for this conversation is, is, is general networking, really. I've seen a, a, a huge move toward, um, toward, you know, integrating and connecting all of the devices within the airport together 
Um, and, you know, that started, as I said earlier, I, I, I started my journey in aviation security in 2008. And I came from an IT background um, and I was networking sort of normal devices like servers and printers and, and things like that in, 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 in the corporate world and um, had the opportunity to, to join a company that um, worked in aviation security. And, and my primary role at that time was to look at networking X-ray machines in order to um, centralize management and, um, and reporting. And that really hasn't stopped um, since I started all that time ago. But now we're, we're finding that, you know, they're not lots of different individual networks, but, but a convergence of all products within that aviation security model into a, an integrated and centralized um, solution. Um, and, you know, some of the some of the issues we see now are open architecture. So how do we connect devices from different vendors together and how do we make it secure? And that's really important. So going from standalone devices to network devices, we now need to concentrate on how to make those networks secure. So so really for me, um, of course, the technology has evolved. Uh, you know, we're seeing CT now, we're seeing 3D uh, images rather than 2D images, giving, you know, infinite views. Um, but for me, it's really this system of systems. It's integrating all these devices. It's networking them all together to really give um, the airport operators the value, um, the value and the choice in what they purchase and what they operate. And really all this has a positive effect on the traffic uh, of the passenger experience. Um, the, you know, if we can streamline the process, then it becomes more seamless and more pleasant for our, for our passengers really. Okay. Yeah. Very important as always. Um, but I think that brings us very nicely to our topic for today, which is the wide area network or WAN. So tell us specifically, Darren, what are we, talking about when we talk about a wide area network um so when we talk about wide area networks and i think it's important to point out at this stage this is not a new thing it's not a new concept um companies as well as airports have been connecting various sites together for some time but you know the basic premise of this is you know we are connecting devices be it computers servers uh printers mobile phones um, we're connecting them over a, a, a wide geographical um, area, hence the wide area. Um, and I guess one very simple example of that is what we're, what we're all doing right now is we have our home network. So we have all our devices connected on our home network. But then we might, for work purposes, we may connect to a centralized intranet or email server. So at that point, we are, you know, using a wide area network. The internet is, you know, effectively a wide area network. You know, our children are streaming music content, streaming video content. So, you know, what we're talking about is an always on connected environment. 
Um, and as I say, you know, that's been that's been the case for for, for many, many years um, where, you know, if you were working in a remote site, you would be connected to a, a head office for your email or for your for various applications that you use. Um, you know, and I guess that evolves into things like cloud based computing when we talk about that. Um, so what we're what we're doing really with our products and services is we're leveraging that technology that's been around for some some time to to offer our applications across them. And and of course, you know, it, it's not a case of being able to do that um, until the technology is mature enough to allow you, allow you to do that. And what I mean by that is you know, when wide area networks first came out, the bandwidth was limited, they were slow. Um, so, you know, and they weren't time critical. So if you were to, you know, send an email, it didn't matter if it took a little while to get there, it would get there. Um, but when we look at the kind of things we're doing, so screening an x-ray image from a remote site, that needs to be quick, that needs to not slow down the the process. So, it's taken time for us to get the kind of bandwidths and the and the circuits required, but but we're there and 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 it's and it's real now. Okay, so effectively, this is the here and now. So, um, how has this been put into practice uh, at airports already? Um, so, as I said, you know, airports have been so larger airport operators have been connected to their remote sites for some time, and that may be, you know, for 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 more, um, you know, for things like email and stuff like that. But but what we've done is we've we've taken our screening platform, which you know historically has worked has worked over a, a local area network, so within the Within the confines of a building or a, or or, a, or or several buildings, um, and we've pushed that out to out across a wider geographic location, if that makes sense. So, so what we're able to do is we're able to um, exchange data between sites, um, exchange images between sites. So, um, you know, so. We've actually deployed systems firstly for trial and pilots, and now we have systems in 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 operation today using wide area network technology. Hmm, okay, and I think you touched on a few things earlier, but can you go into more detail about the the type of systems that that rely on uh, wide area networks? Actually, what we we rely on wide area networks for everything right now. We we couldn't do what we're doing now. We couldn't. Um, you know, we couldn't connect to our, uh, you know, our, our workplaces without wide area networks. So, you know, if we look at the, if, if we look at the world we live in today, everything happens because of that, you know, infrastructure in place. So, you know, again, what I'm, what I'm saying really is, is we're leveraging those networks for bigger and better things all the time. So, you know, in in the instance of our solutions. We we connect uh, or we use the connectivity to connect devices. So if we take a, a you know an, an example of a you know a main airport hub, um, and then say that operator has several 
um, remote airports. So we're connecting devices in order to take um, X-ray or CT images from the central site or from the remote sites and actually send them to um, a, a group of, let's say, screeners who are then going to analyze um, that data and make a decision on what they see. So, um, you know, so basically what we can do is pull, pull resources um, to, to have a centralized function within an airport, um, an airport operator environment. Do you think this will become more widespread? I mean, I don't have the statistics in front of me of how many people or how many airports, I should say, run that type of uh, system or setup. But um, do you think it will become more widespread, that use of particularly in, in remote screening, like the example you gave? Um, yes, I do. We, we, we personally are seeing um, a lot of interest. So, so, so we're expanding on you know, what we call remote screening. So remote screening is the concept of, um, so if you traveled through an airport today, you would typically see a number of um, staff at uh, an airport checkpoint doing various roles. Um, and one of the main roles, of course, is is, is screening the, um, the items, the luggage of the passenger for prohibited um, items. Um, and, you know, that's a very much a one-to-one correlation with the um, screening device, the X-ray or the CT device. And what we've done is we've decoupled that function from the lane and said, well, actually, you can do that from anywhere, essentially. Um, and the first kind of deployments of, of its type were to take those individual screeners and place them into a centralized location. So uh, a, a room that is well lit, um, is quiet. So, you know, we always say that less distractions, you know, mean that time on task is, is, is more accurate. And so, so decoupling um, the screener from the lane has taken some time to, to gain um attention um there's always early adopters in any kind of technology but that's taken some time and we and we see we see remote screening or or central image processing as it's also known or image multiplex uh screening uh, as being a topic that's discussed daily now if you take that concept and you say well actually that group of um, you know, screening staff no longer has to be within the walls of that airport terminal and could be anywhere else, then you open up the possibilities to to screening more than one location from one screening room, for instance. Um, or, you know, it, it, it kind of starts to, to, to say that you can pull, pull, the, pull the resources you can um, screen um, multiple lanes from one location or, you know, th- th- there's sort of infinite com- combinations of, of of how you can do that operation, um, essentially. So, so yes, uh, in answer to your question, I see this as being 
um, you know, as it, 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 being adopted more and more. Um, and there, you know, it, 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 it really needs to fit the profile of, you know, does it make sense? Because all technology is great, but if it doesn't make sense to, to the, to the airport, to the business, it's, it's, um, it's deployed in then then fine so so typically wide area networking is good for multiple airport operators um or sorry airport operators with multiple sites it's also in it's also interesting if you if you if, if you want to screen at distance or you know perhaps perhaps removing an operator from from the checkpoint is one less touch point for 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 the kind of pandemic we see ourselves in today where you know interaction with other people is a problem um and then i guess i see the other benefit of this is 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 any other systems that are deployed for airport security or self screening can be done over wide area networking so it, it's you know it it does open up opportunities for 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 many applications and in terms of uh, i guess if i was uh, an airport very interested in in capitalizing on using a wide area network um how what would you say to me what what are the, the difficulties or uh, how would you talk me through the process is it is it an easy thing to do or is it a, a little bit more complexity involved perhaps as i mentioned earlier i think you know is 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 the um is it are the sites already networked i mean you know that that already reduces the cost and complexity of implementing such a solution for instance um and then is the network actually um set up to do such a thing so do we have the the requisite bandwidth is the is the environment um you know we we talk in terms of latency but you know what's the you know what's the time it takes to send from a to b and back again you know it's all those sorts of considerations so what is the fundamental technology is it is it fiber optics is it um you know dsl or lease line or so there's many different technologies um employed in wide area networking so you know some countries regions have a better infrastructure than others um so some have wide deployments of of, of fiber optics for instance so if we were talking to a customer in one of those regions then it's a very easy conversation um because you know in order to scale up to to what we need to make um this environment work is a lot easier if we are engaging with a customer that 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 doesn't have a wide area network for instance then then there's a couple of approaches there you can you can uh, involve a you know a third party partner you can involve uh, you know suppliers of the airport already and then it's really an exercise in um in understanding the requirements, and that might be the amount of machines, the amount of um, operators, the throughput of the of, of the lane, for instance. So, how many items go through over a over an hour hourly period, for instance? Because, like with anything, the more data you generate, the 
the the more you know if you look at a pipe type scenario if you want to push something down a pipe if you're trying to push too much down it it gets stuck and and and, and in this kind of environment what you then get is let's say we're talking to, to today and we start jittering and we start dropping off you know that is that may be a result of too many people or too much going on on that network at any given time so you know so again some some um some customers have the benefit of being able to have a dedicated uh circuit for this kind of um uh application um others we are going over public network infrastructure in a in a virtual private network so effectively we're carving out a secure tunnel through the uh, through the public infrastructure, so through the web, um, and we're encrypting that data inside that tunnel. So there are many ways to achieve this, um, and the complexity is really, I guess, related to the state of maturity of that customer or the infrastructure available in that country or region. Um, but you know there are ways around it, and there are you know plenty of different technologies we can we can use to to deploy solutions over wide area networks. Absolutely, and I guess it always comes back to those um, questions of um, who is the airport um, and what are they trying to achieve. I guess you could link anything of, of what you just said to to their own individual goals as well, so they could take a small part of what you're offering or they could take the whole thing so i guess it's really um customizable isn't it you know in line with an airport's individual objectives it is and 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 you highlight a really important um important thing there is you know we 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 are responding to a customer need we are responding to their um objectives and that might be cost savings that might be um efficiency of um staff and um and devices for instance um so if i have if i have um you know t- take one example if i find it easy to recruit in this area but not in another area well then maybe centralizing that function in the area where i have you know easy access to 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 staff is a big driver and, and that may not save them any money, but it may help with the recruitment process, with the staff retention, pro- you know, all of those things that, you know, are, are not often thought about. And, and of course, you know, with any with anything like this, even with the best planning is you might be caught in a period of time where you don't have enough screeners on for the queue of passengers coming your way. Or equally, you may have too many screeners on and not enough passengers. And this is where these kind of technologies, where I can simply add a add a screener um, to to the network, or take a screener off and reallocate them to another function, really starts to give a benefit. And of course, the other real benefit that is is related to the operation. Um, but less related to the staff is all the management of the equipment and the reporting, be it operational reporting or compliance reporting, by adding all of these devices 
into one network, it means I've got one place to go to, you know, simple functions like adding or removing a user, changing a configuration, uh, running a report. All of these things, once centralized, actually means that I can do things easier. So, so an example of that is when I when I joined um, this journey in two thousand and eight. All these devices were literally plugged into power and sat standalone. So if I needed to get data off of the machine, I would wander to each of the machines. Now, if I'm a small airport, maybe not too much of an overhead. But if I have, you know, 150 X-ray devices over my, my real estate, then someone's got a bit of walking to do to pull the operational data. And then once I've got that data, I've then got a pull it all together, compile a report. So, you know, I can, with a network system, and now we're talking about over a wider geographical location, I can have my administrators in one central location, pulling the data down and compiling those reports in one, in one easy go. So, so, so there's, you know, just to recap, I guess there's the operational, you know, using my, my resources wisely. Um, and making sure that um, I'm able to scale the operation according to the to to the passenger profile, but also the management and reporting aspect, all 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 as one package becomes quite compelling. I think. Indeed, and um, if that's the now, what about the uh, future, Darren? If you can have any comment all about something, you we actually know what's going to happen yet. But uh, do you see scope for for further improvement? in this particular field and are there other technologies or concepts that there is a, a nice overlap with that you think will take us uh, or airports even further? I think in terms of aviation security, there is a big push toward um, simplifying interconnectivity between, um, you know, devices and vendors. Um, and, and, and we, you know, we term that as having an open architecture um, uh so the move towards open architecture will be a big push over the next few years. And what that really means is, you know, all the vendors working together with um, with the customer's objectives in mind to, to create a system of systems which interconnects and, and means that the sharing of data and, you know, and whatever other information or what they need to get out of that system is straightforward and everyone has a you know a very clear uh, objective and goal to meet that so you know in terms of how we've done things in the past is we've done it individually with cooperation with different vendors to to, to come with a a system that connects to you know a, a, as many devices as we can but the open architecture is a set of principles and standards which everyone works to to make that integration seamless and then i think the other area that is is worth a mention is obviously cloud computing we see that all the time um, so you know the move to perhaps have less things on premise so within the um the the, the structure of the airport and actually move things into in, into the cloud space where again centralized management 
And, and when we talk about software, we talk about the ease of deployment, updates. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's still it's still relevant to the conversation about wide area networking, but it, it, it you know, it, it takes it up a, another level where, where, you know, things are, you know, kept in the cloud, management is done um, from a central location. And, you know, these, these are highly available, highly secure systems that again we use every day and sometimes we don't even know we're using them so you know and these concepts are never a one size fits all we can never say that you know airport a will want to do it this way so with all of these things that we've discussed in mind we have to be flexible we have to offer different configurations for different customers um, so if you take your larger airport operations that have, you know, technical people on site that can work with, you know, with, uh, with us on solutions, we have to be mindful that there are smaller airports that don't have that technology and, and, and kind of technology and the resources that can implement that technology. So we then see ourselves in a more partnership role, um, and you know we we will help assist in that process so so you know not one solution fits everybody but if we're if we're clever about how we go about building these systems an open architecture will help um you know we can have you know we can have um systems that offer a real real benefit regardless of you know of your own of the size or the resources available to them. Well, that's all we have time for on Checking Today, which just gives me the chance to say uh, thank you to our guest today, Darren Durham. Darren, it's been a real pleasure having you on. And thanks for having me. It's been um, it's been really good fun. I've enjoyed it. So thanks for listening, and don't forget to check in with us once again when we'll be joined by another aviation industry insider. And if you're enjoying the series so far, please subscribe to make sure you don't miss out on future episodes. But until next time, stay safe. Goodbye for now.